We are brought to you by Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, a realtor here to help educate current and future Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. You're probably asking yourself, educate. Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start, and think they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which simply isn't true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know and equally important, what they need to ask to help ensure making their home ownership dreams a true reality. So make sure you call or text Joshua LaFon today at 702-813-0533. This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. Make sure you give him a call, 702-813-0533. Like we always do about this time. James Russell, you hustling son of a... It's me, your daddy, Roberto. Me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. Now look at me now. How far we go back? Elementary. Jump rope. High and go see. Pity pad. Red light, green light. Red light, green light. When you just talk about practice, we sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. We talking about practice, man. But we talking about practice right now. We talking about practice. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Let's get going past Wednesday night, just past 7.30 p.m. A little earlier show start time tonight. Normally, we come to you live every 9 p.m. on Wednesday nights here on Gorilla Cross Radio. This is another episode of Straight Bet Sports. I am your host, Jose V. Rob G's not in the building tonight, but we had a last-minute replacement. Kev, Ray, greatly, greatly appreciate you just hanging around for a little bit tonight, man, doing a show with me. There is no... Thanks necessary to come on the Jose show. Come on your show, man. I love it, man. Appreciate that, man. You guys just had a great show as well right now with Miss Ball and Dion. No plays off. Yeah, if you yeah. guys didn't check that out, go ahead and check them out as well on all things social media. We got Quan 59 behind the big board doing his thing as he does every single Wednesday night for us. You heard the sponsor. We got another one, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. We got a great show tonight. Like I said, Rob couldn't make it. He had a last minute thing with work. But it's all good. We got another great co-host in the studio tonight joining me. So we're going to have some good times tonight. We have a great guest tonight, Kev. You say you want me to handle it, but I want you to ask any questions if you got some. I got you, man. I'm pretty sure Coach wouldn't mind. But without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Why even wait? Let's go ahead and get the coach on. I know he's been waiting. He is none other than running Rebel head coach Kevin Kruger joining us live on the video feed here on Straight Bet Sports. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. How's your evening going so far? No, it's going great. Thanks, guys, for having me. So how, how excited are you about the season coming up? It's going to be a completely different season, not what we saw last year, obviously, with COVID and everything else. Fans are going to be in the stands, for sure, from what we're hearing. And it's just going to be a little bit more normal basketball out there. What are you looking forward to more than anything? I think you you mentioned it with the fans being back. I think the uh, the atmosphere and the electricity of, of rivalries and you know the excitement of going to sporting events um, – had the opportunity to go to a, a Golden Knights game a couple weeks ago. Uh, so to be able to see live sports again, I think that's just going to do nothing but add to the excitement and the intrigue and, you know, the, the, those good butterflies and the, the anxiety that you have going into games. So I think that's kind of that's what I'm looking forward to the most, just getting back in the gym with fans and people. So, Kevin, I, I'm a big fan of your pops. I mean, Lon, he did great things here at UNOV. Obviously, did a lot of great for Oklahoma. Put him on the map and told people we're more than just a football school. We're actually a basketball school here. But you got to play under your dad as well when you were here at UNOV. You got to coach under your dad. Did your dad have any influence or any type of you know pressure from him for you to take this job? Or was it just something that was offered to you and you're like, there's no way I'm turning this down? Um, I don't. I wouldn't say pressure to it. I think there was just a lot of, of dialogue. You know, I think uh, anybody that's in the college coaching game as an assistant wants to continue to progress and and run their own program someday. And uh, the way the chips kind of fell, the uh, the opportunity just kind of came suddenly. And and couldn't be more excited though for it to be uh, in Vegas and have this first opportunity 
at UNLV because, you know, having played here and lived here and calling this place home, um, it, it really just makes it that much more special and, and that much more exciting and fun to kind of be a part of every day. Once again, you are tuning to Straight Bet Sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We have UNLV running Rebel men's basketball head coach Kevin Kruger on the line here joining us tonight on this lovely Wednesday evening. Now, Coach, another thing, too, you have some players that are leaving, some players that aren't. We're going to talk yeah. about that here shortly. I don't want to get into that yet. You mentioned assistant coaches. You were an assistant yourself. You learned under a lot of great people. I'm looking at the list of assistants that you're bringing in and the people that are going to be working with you. I'm not going to say under you. I'm going to say with you because that's how I look at it. They're going to be working side by side with you to basically create what it is you're trying to do. Talk a little bit about the the, the way that you went about choosing your assistants that you wanted to help you out to create this roster and everything else moving forward at UNLV. Yeah, I think that was that was the first priority. You know, I knew, you know, there were guys going into the portal wanting to transfer, uh, do things. But I think the first thing that was most important when I when we sat down uh, was putting together the staff that we we want to go fight with every day. And that we but first and foremost, it was trust. And and the guys that, like you mentioned, that we're working with, um, you know, Carlin Hartman, Tim Buckley, Brandon Chappelle, Deshaun Henry, uh, Will Saxon, Connor Robinson. Uh, even Kristen Hinton in the administrative role. I mean, these are all people that not only, you know, you trust your kid with or want to coach your kid someday if they're in the in the coaching world, but just people you know would take a bullet for you and, and that you would do the same for them. And I think that's what's so exciting about the staff side of this this job going forward is is the people that I get to go with every day are people I really enjoy being around. I think they enjoy each other. We all have a common goal. Uh, we all would rather see the players do well and UNLV do well more than anything. And, and that's kind of the driving factor behind everybody. And, you know, everybody can go down their list of pros they've worked with or played with or, or done whatever. But, uh, you know, there's, there's just a different tone in people's voice when they truly take enjoyment out of getting guys uh, to that next level, whether it be the NBA, overseas, you know, helping them with jobs after college or just in terms of like professional development or, you know, when they start their families, bringing them back in. And, and I, I truly feel that as a staff that, that that's our main focus. And that's, that was a great first step for us going forward. Okay. Have you got a question for coach? Yeah, but coach, first of all, thanks for uh, joining <clears throat> us here on straight bet sports talk. Um, my, my first question, because I was a big fan of your father's how's Lon Kruger doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's good. He is good right now. He is enjoying the retired life. Okay. Uh, my sister has three kids. I have one. Um, he does. He was in Nashville with her last week. Uh, he actually went there from here. Uh, so I, I mean, he is. Him and my mom. They everything revolves right now around getting around their grandkids. And uh, but he is definitely enjoying it. And uh, it, it's been great because, you know, he, ever since I was born, that's what he's done. Right. But, um, you know, growing up with him and, you know, having the relationship with him that I have, you know, you can truly tell when there's a there's excitement and and kind of a, a, a just happiness to him. And I really, truly think that that he's kind of found that in uh, retirement. I don't think he's regretting it. I don't think he wished he'd done it earlier. I think it, it happened at the perfect time. Yeah. OK, so um, well, I was thinking about is during COVID, it was hard to recruit. Do you have your full roster, your players' roster? We do. We have one scholarship left, um, okay. but it was. It was, and uh, and that's something, again, with the staff that, that we have. Uh, you know, a lot of the, the incoming guys that we have had previous relationships uh, and, and friendships through the recruiting process, uh, you know, whether – and you mentioned we were going to get into, into roster here in a minute, so without diving into too – Typing in too deep, you know, we knew, I think everybody but one, we either, a staff, a staff member knew really well, we had either recruited or coached. And so I think it, while it was difficult to kind of with COVID, with no visits, uh, you couldn't look across the table and see somebody eye to eye and right. kind of see, uh, you know, get a feel about them because that happens a lot on visits. You know, you can kind of end visits and say, man, that, that family, they really got it together. Or you can say, ooh, that, he's going to be a handful, but it's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. you know. And, and you don't have that ability during COVID. But uh, we did have a, a prior relationship through the recruiting process back in high school with most of them. So uh, it, while it was hard, we also felt that we were in a good place from that. Gotcha. 
So another question I have for you, Coach, especially with the roster, one of the things that a lot of, I would say whether it's basketball or football has been criticized here in Vegas is that they don't recruit the, they don't recruit the local the talent, local kids, right? Yes. They don't keep the local kids. Is that something that you're going to focus on is trying to keep and recruit some of the local talent here that's coming out of high school? No question. No question. Vegas has become a, a hotbed for local talent. Um, a lot of families, as you guys know, moving in here from all over the country. Uh, the high school basketball scene is just is growing daily. Big time. And, and there are some great, great players coming uh, coming through the Vegas Valley area right now. And uh, and we have. And, and even going back to, you know, Coach TJ, you know, we made it a priority to recruit locally and almost give them a, a right of first refusal, if you will. And and even talking to some some local recruits today, you know, we still are prioritizing this local this local area in the Vegas Valley. And uh, before we open it up to, you know, as, as, as we all know, we got to fill a roster eventually. So uh, yeah, yeah. but we do are we are kind of taking some pride in, in hitting the local area first. Yeah, I think you're in a good place because uh, so many people here now uh, back, let's say five years ago, probably a million people. I think you're up to like two million now. Uh, families moving in from Cali, Chicago, uh, you know, Illinois, where, wherever they're coming from, and they're bringing these young kids with them. So I think you're in a good place right now to do some real serious local recruiting. No, absolutely. I mean, you're seeing you're seeing guys that are going to college that, uh, you know, are ending up in the top 20, top 50 of the ESPN rankings and or, or whatever rankings it may be, and, and some of them are transplants, or most of them are transplants, but I think the more – Time goes on. We're going to see a lot more families that are here five years, ten years, fifteen years, and eventually uh, more born and raised. But no, you couldn't be more right. Once again, you are tuning to Straight Bet Sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We are joined by UNLV Running Rebel men's basketball coach Kevin Kruger live on the video line. So, Kevin, let's jump into the roster here. You had a lot of movement through the last couple months, whether it was people transferring in from the portal or people transferring out. Not to take away anybody from the roster that was here last year that stayed with you, but who are you most happy about that you that decided to stay behind, and are you going to try to build around this individual? Um, well, yeah, you know, we only had three guys stay. And wow. uh, uh, with Bryce Hamilton, Marvin Coleman, Reese Brown, and, and we couldn't be more excited than to have those three guys stay. Uh, you know, it's, I'm glad you asked that because I, I was talking with, with a, a buddy today uh, from Atlanta, and you know, he asked about the portal. And the way I, the way we kind of see it at UNLV right now with the staff is, you know, it, it's one of those waves that's going to always be looked back on, and and it, how it changed the game, and and we're just going to hit it head on with open arms and and embrace it. You know, much like the one and done kind of changed the game, and then now the por- the portal and the the transfers are changing the game. I mean, we can sit around and complain about it and say, you know, kids weren't like they were back in the 90s or the 2000s. Or we can say, hey, it's a part of the game, you know, like as social like social media. Hey, it's a part of the game. If you don't like it, you know, you probably need to get people around you that, that understand it and like it and because it, it changed the face of the game and it changed the direction of, of, of college basketball. And I think the portal is kind of a similar thing where, you know, the, it's just the landscape of the game where people change venues and – and as we had the philosophy this summer that we had no issue with it. If you wanted to go into the portal, there was there was no uh, ill will or hard feelings. We would explain our case, why you should stay, or shake hands as to why you should go. And, you know, it's one of those things I don't think we need to lose a lot of sleep over as college coaches. We just kind of got to adapt and go. So am I looking at this correctly? You have no seniors on this roster? Um, we should have a couple. Okay. Maybe I'm just looking at it. Uh, it's a little behind. Well, and, and it could be because they all got a bonus year from COVID. Got it. Uh, okay. So it could be it could be that uh, that's another thing that's going to be kind of sticky in the next yeah. few years is <laughs> players utilizing their their but what what I'm assuming will be called either a COVID year or a bonus year. Okay. So you're going to look at a guy and be like, man, he's just a, a junior, but he's a fourth year junior, or or man, that guy's been in college forever, and so well he he's redshirted and he got a COVID year, so he he has been there a while. So I have a question about for you about recruiting. How do you mm-hmm. go about recruiting someone that, let's say, for example, you do get that visit, right? Not not the, the Zoom calls or anything, but you get that visit in your past history. Do you ever, is it hard when you know that someone is basically a one and done? You know what I mean? Like, do, do you ever get that from a, from a kid, from a young man that he just he's just going to go to your college for one year and he's out? And if so, how do you recruit that? Like, And, and how do you coach that? That's the biggest question. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I've only had one uh, in my coaching life, and that's uh, that was Trey Young. And okay. even then, though, with Trey, it wasn't necessarily a one-and-done plan. It ended up just kind of being one of those good problems because <laughs> he was he was so good. That yeah, good problem. I remember yeah, in, Jan- yeah. in January, we were sitting around <laughs> as a staff like, man, just sit back and enjoy watching him because uh, – we're not going to have him next year, and and but uh, it was a good problem to have. But I, honestly, I, I we haven't experienced that yet. We would love to, uh, but uh, I think it's just kind of a similar mentality to the portal. You just kind of have to assume that guys are going to want to change venue, or uh, you know, if a guy was going to go for one year, um, I think you just got to do your best to make it count and and kind of go from there. But I would be more than willing and more than happy and welcome to. Uh, to take on that challenge of as many one and dones uh, as we could get. So, Coach, I don't want to jump off the UNLV train, but you did mention Trey Young. You had the opportunity to coach the young man, seeing what he's doing now in his first NBA Finals. Could you give us a little bit, a couple words, a couple thoughts NBA on? Playoff. I'm sorry, in the NBA playoffs, yeah. on how how his his play has evolved from when you were able to coach into now. I mean, he's fun to watch, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, yes. I mean, he is just so fast, and he has such good control of the ball. Uh, he just, I mean, those right hand, left hand passes, I mean, they're on time, they're on target. Um, he's always just had a knack for seeing things develop and, and kind of being able to make a play while you're, while the defense is kind of adjusting. And, you know, there was a lot of criticism, you know, too short, doesn't weigh enough, you know, this, that, or the other, but... I think when you've got that level of speed and that ability to see things develop and happen, and then of course his ability to shoot the ball, um, I don't think it matters if you're you're 150 or, or 220. I think he just you can't stay in front of him, so you end up fouling him. Yeah. And he's so skilled or with either hand around the basket, he's gonna make his uh, a high enough two point uh, percentage to to where you can't just kind of force him to do those. And if not, if you make the wrong read defensively, he's gonna find the open guy. But mm-hmm. uh, much like at Oklahoma, you know, watching him against the Knicks here just before we got on the call, I mean, he's just making good plays. And uh, right now he's helping them win, and, and man, he's just fun to watch. <laughs> Coach, don't take me serious on this one. When, <laughs> okay. when, when, your, when the coach came into your house to recruit you, what, what did your dad say? <laughs> well, I wasn't, a very, I wasn't a very highly recruited uh, player, but uh, – no, it, it, he was good. He he helped me a lot just kind of from from a distance. He tried to stay out of it. but uh, So who made the decision, your mom? Or you, you just said, I'm going to UNLV with you, Dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, well, what had happened was Coach Evans, Rob Evans at Arizona State had been let go. And had he not been let go, there's no way we would have done it. Got uh, it. You know, we would have stayed. I mean, I owe, I owe that my college career to him and him giving me the opportunity to play at Arizona State. So... Uh, there's no way I would have been able to leave him after the loyalty and the, the relationship we had built. But turns out, you know, life happens for a reason, and, and that's the one that uh, ended up being fortunate for me. So you probably don't remember me. Um, I, w- I was security down at Thomas and Mack when you was playing with Eli and Keith and those guys to get <laughs> you guys off the floor. Uh, <laughs> my, my question is here, the Thomas and Mack has went from probably being the best ticket in town way back when to now maybe possibly selling 7,000, maybe 8,000 seats a game. How are we going to bring mm-hmm. that up? That That's going to be something that has to be, you know, addressed, especially with all the new arenas in town. Oh, yeah. No, it is. It's our. It's one of our first, uh, you know, first line items is uh, getting the community and getting the Rebel fans to come back. Um, because I, we don't, we don't believe at all that, you know, there's too much going on in Vegas. There's always been a lot going on in Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, that's never been different. I mean, you had the Knights, of course, and the Raiders coming, but we don't feel that that UNLV fans have just decided that they're not going to support UNLV anymore. They're going to go support somebody else. So we, we absolutely are going to make an effort to get back into the community, uh, opening up to a certain number of people, our practices so they can come see the guys, um, but the, the most important thing, I think, in doing that, what you mentioned, getting people back to the MAC, is, is having a team that the city kind of relates to and wants to root for mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. enjoys supporting. 
you know, Vegas, you know, as you guys know, has always had a, a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. You know, why are they against us mentality? And and the guys that we've brought in that have joined our team, I mean, that was the 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 kind of the converse, the conversation piece when recruiting through Zoom that seemed to really resonate. You know, we've got a chip on our shoulder. You know, I, I've never done it as a head coach. You know, they couldn't do it. Their other coaches couldn't do it such, such and such. They have that same mentality. The players weren't good enough to, you know, do this or that where they were at the at the school before. And so that is kind of that, that talking point when we were talking about to them about having a chip on our shoulder and, and proving everybody wrong uh, as a group. You know, when, when we could tell that that hit home, you know, we knew we had somebody that we wanted to join up with. Gotcha. So last question for me, Coach, because I know you got to get going. I don't want to keep you for too long. What is your overall vision for this team? I mean, it's easy for any coach to come in and say, we're going to win a championship, you know, year one, year two, year this, year that. What are your true realistic goals? What are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to build here overall at UNLV? Well, I think what we want to build and what we want to work on daily, especially this summer, is kind of building from a defensive uh, mindset first and truly as cliche as, as it is, just getting better every day. Uh, we feel that we have a group in place that's going to play really hard and play together. And I think to put any sort of specific expectation on it would either shortchange us or be too lofty. And we don't want to kind of put that in their mind. But we like our group enough right now to where we, we honestly can say if we can just keep getting better, if we can just keep playing for each other offensively and keep covering for each other and playing really hard defensively, we really think that we can do some things that can open some eyes, you know, get in the NCAA tournament and, and, and just kind of continue to develop, get better. Because the, the bulk of our team is, is, is sophomores. And we know that, you know, as third-year sophomores, they're more experienced. But if we can kind of blend them all together, uh, we really, really feel that we have a good chance going in night in and night out, uh, you know, kind of have a fighter's chance. But, but I, I, got, I can do this. I mean, I just got to – Keep, I keep getting alerts from the Golden Knights, but I'll, I can do this all night. <laughs> Believe me, Quan doing the same thing. <laughs> Quan watching the game over here, not liking the fact they're down 2-1. So, Coach, real quick, um, two, three years, when are we going to see uh, the running Rebels in the NCAA tournament? Great question, Kev. Well, you said two or three years, but hopefully I, I'm going to give it to you. Come uh, on. I'm, I'm going to give, I, I, I give every – I give oh, every – Did you hear what he said? What? Hopefully, five months. hopefully it's a year or in the next nine <laughs> yeah. months. But I give every coach that first year to get acclimated with all the players um, and, and coaches that they hired because you have to work that out. That part is, you know, you got to work it out. And then when you, your players start playing, you, you said you got sophomores, right? So they'll be juniors mm-hmm. next year. So I'm looking at by the time they seniors, we should be rooting for the Rebels to win the NCAA tournament. I'm talking about – Championship. Okay. Kept kept putting the pressure on you, coach. No, and I and I look forward when we're in the NCAA tournament when that day comes. I look forward to looking up there, Kevin, seeing you. Hey, I'll I'll be there too because I can't. Actually, I I remember when Coach Kruger, um, Lon Kruger, that was like really big for me. Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, when they went to the Sweet Sixteen. So yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And then also, Coach, I, I mean, I, I always throw it out there and people give me stuff for it because I say, oh, I think this is going to happen or this. When you got hired, I put it on social media. I put it on Twitter. I put it on Facebook. I thought it was a great hire. I'm just being honest Thank because you. you're a younger coach. You've played here. You understand the actual culture and what UNLV is about. We're not just trying to, without with no disrespect to TJ, we're not trying to bring in a guy that, yes, yeah, succeeded somewhere at a lower level college or whatever it may be that has a bigger name. We're trying to bring in someone that knows the program. So I, I honestly think that you're a great hire coach. I'm not trying to, you know, get all excited on you and people are going to say that I'm becoming a fan or whatever, but it's the truth. I, I I think that UNLV hit it out the park. I think they did a great job. I really do look forward to seeing you guys back at the MAC. I think that the way that you are, you will get into the community, especially knowing the way your dad was. I know he's going to have conversations with you. I know you're going to pick his brain. I can honestly see UNLV being back to what they used to be, Kev. Yeah, I, I'm, no, not, I'm not you, from here. You said here. that to me. And, I, and I'm I not from it. here, but I've been living here long enough to feel like a local. I got to tell you the truth. And he said that, Coach, and I was like, huh? <laughs> coach Kevin Kruger? <laughs> I didn't know, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I want you to win me over. I'm telling you that now because I want to see the Rebels do good, <laughs> yep. right? And me and Jose had that, that conversation, and, he, and he was, he's telling you the truth right now. He was really excited about it. He thought it was a great hire. No, I, pr- I appreciate you guys, but as you mentioned, you know, being from here, playing here, 
you know, Kev, we wouldn't expect you to to jump on. We we know we got to show you a little something first. Uh, you know, get you back at the Thomas and Mac. We we understand how it goes, but uh, we fully expect to do that. We think uh, we think you're going to like the team a lot. We think they'll be easy to relate to, easy to root for, and and you guys will be proud that that they're representing the school that we all love. So look, I, I love sports, right? And I think Las Vegas is doing well yep. when the Rebels are doing well. I the agree. running Rebels. Because I've never seen the football. <laughs> but the <laughs> no running respect Rebels. to the football. Right. Rebels. The running Rebels, when they're doing well, I think Las Vegas is doing really well. Yep. I agree. No, I appreciate it, guys. We just got to get people back in the MAC. We, we sold our guys a lot on, you know, how much this town, this community loves UNLV, as you mentioned. So I, I'd hate to have egg on my face on that first night with uh, – with only a couple thousand people there, we gotta we gotta get people out and show them that that uh, the community is behind them, and we'll get this thing going. There you go. You heard it from Coach. Pack the Mac. Get there. Support the team. We don't know what the record's gonna be, but we have to start filling the Mac up and supporting this team again. These kids will play harder, play better when they get that fan support. That's just what I think. Coach Kevin Kruger from UNLV. We greatly appreciate you. Wait, Quan, you got a question? Yeah, for I Coach? do got a question. Real quick, before we let you go, Coach. Um, yeah, what's up? <laughs> there, there's been issues with UNLV alumni not showing up to UNLV games, and we see a lot of other Kentucky, all the players are there. What are you going to do, or what can you do, what can you say to get uh, the Larry Johnson, Stacey Ogmans, Tyrone Nesby, Marcus Banks to to show up and support UNLV basketball? Great question, Quan. Yeah, no, and I think that just comes from, uh, A, staying in touch with them, staying in contact, uh, and, B, just continually – inviting them back. Uh, we have a great, great legends program that we run through men's basketball where the players are welcome back. All they have to do is contact Kristen Hinton. They come down. We have a, a room set up uh, right by the entrance. They can get a drink, you know, get some, uh, some snack foods. They get, uh, get to bring whoever they want. Um, but we're going to continue to invite them to practice. Um, every time I think that our group can hear from a, a, a former player, because and another thing, when say, people say former rebel, I've never really understood that. Now, you know, you're, you're always you're, a rebel. You're yeah. a rebel. You're always a rebel. I got you. Maybe a former <clears throat> player, but uh, you know, just to hear those guys. And as you mentioned, Larry and Stacy, but you know, guys like Richard Box, who was there, you know, from the from the late seventies, and and guys like you mentioned, Tyrone Nesby, and you know, the Oscar Belfields, and the and and the Wink Adams, and Wink Adams. you know, Joel Anthony, and I mean, you can Mark Dickel, uh, I mean, Kambala. You you can go down the list of just these guys that were great, great players at UNLV. We want them to absolutely come back, speak to the team for a minute, kind of share their experience, because I think the more that you see how much it means to other people. You know, it's easy to say, oh, when I, you know, because you, you don't really realize it until it is over, unfortunately. It's like, uh, like Andy Bernard said, you know, you, you wish you knew they were the good old days while you were still in them. But, you know, hearing those old older players that have come through and worn the same jersey, uh, the more we can do that, the better. Wow. There he is. You're winning me over, Coach, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Kruger, we definitely appreciate your time. It was an honor having you on the show. Hopefully we can have you on the show once again throughout the season. If not, in the studio would be nice. If Even if they, we have to wait till the end of the let's, season, hopefully we can make that it. happen. Let's do it. All right, we're going to hold you to it. Best of luck this season, Coach. We greatly appreciate you again. Have a great night and, and enjoy the rest of the NBA uh, playoffs here. No, he's watching hockey. Right, oh, man. you're watching, watching hockey, hockey man. <laughs> well, ho hockey tonight, but then uh, it's go Hawks after that, huh? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Hey, Coach, thank you so much. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Coach Kevin Kruger, UNLV men's basketball head coach, just joined us here on Straight Bet Sports. You're tuned in live on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Now, before the show started, I did mention that we have a new sponsor joining the show. He's actually a repeat sponsor, but now he signed back up with us, Kev. I like that. Rob, Rob's new not repeat. here. So thank you for being part of my 60th episode, our 60th episode. Man, y'all going, man. This is Woo. our technically third season, according to Quan, which is correct. If we're going by contract signed, this is my third season. Wow. So I'm blessed. I'm happy, man, to, to keep going here and keep doing this. And not only that, like I said, we got a repeat sponsor that has joined the show for a couple shows, a couple episodes here. That's going to be part of this new contract here. We still got Joshua LaFont. Joshua's not going anywhere. We greatly appreciate Joshua. If you're looking to buy a house, man, make sure you hit up Joshua LaFont today. You already know the number. You already know the information. We play it back every single start of the show. But... Quan, if you could let everybody know who our new sponsor is, and go ahead and put that up on the screen here. I can't see it on my side, but if it's up, Kev, let me know. Yes, yeah, it's on. 
So it's our personal barber. And what I mean by our is me and Rob G. Rob G's not in the studio tonight. But Eric Navarro of Line Em Up by Eric. Line Em Up, baby. 702-884-8138. Check out the IG as well. He posts all of his haircuts on there, man. It's Line Em Up by Eric, just like I said it. L-I-N-E-E-M-U-P-B-Y-E-R-I-K. There it is on the screen. Trust me, if you just need a quick cut, you're looking to walk in, get it done. He does appointments. You need something for the weekend or you got a job appoint- a job interview, especially now people are looking for jobs. Anything you need, man, Eric is hooking it up. Eric is going to be sponsoring the show moving forward with us as well with Joshua LaFont. So, Eric, we greatly appreciate you. Jose, what's where, up? Where is it? That, that's what I was getting to next. <laughs> so he's, he's out of five-star barbershop. He's out of five-star barbershop. That is 2696 West End Road, Suite 107, North Las Vegas. 89031. That's five star barbershop. Go ahead and hit up Eric Navarro of Line Em Up by Eric. Eric, we greatly appreciate I, you. No, my for man. real. I need a lineup for real. Right. Get my beard, he does man. beards. He does everything. Yeah, I need that, man. I haven't let him touch my beard because I'm picky about my beard, and any barber that I've ever had knows that. Uh-huh. I let my barbers touch my beard maybe once every two, three months. If that. So, so when I'm doing an event, uh-huh. like I can do it myself, but I can never get this side the same as this side. So when it's I'm hard. doing an event, I need somebody that. You need somebody skills, to clean you up somebody skills, somebody know what they're doing. Somebody knows. So what I'm gonna have doing, to go exactly. see him, man. So what do you think about coach? I gotta tell you the truth. You say you don't want to ask no questions, and you I, did. I, well, <clears throat> you got comfortable. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. I, the thing is, because I didn't want to say anything, because I was against it. Okay. Right, and and I said I admitted it to him that you got to win you over. He I got you. Right, you know, because I didn't think it was at the time, because I I had some guys in mind that I thought they should have. I got you. Who? Uh, Give me a name. My, my main one was uh, Reggie Theus. I, I thought Ooh, Reggie should have okay. been, been at least the opportunity. You so you're know? not a Stacy guy like a lot of people always talk about trying to hire Stacy Ogden. Well, you know, I, I'd rather have Stacy on the staff so in case something happened to them, Stacy could have stepped right in. But I just, I, I think Reggie hasn't got that opportunity. Quan looks like he's about to chime in. He got the mic right by his nose. Oh, <laughs> I thought he was going to chime in. I'm about in to chime in. The mic's right here. Okay. Hold all the way. But so, thanks for letting me get that question in because it was uh, no. Thank you for hey. Thank you for saying it, it was, was a great, great question. question. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because there's that. a lot of players, and I know some of them that that are upset that you know coach might be willing to to bring them in, but I don't think the UNLV the organization as a whole is open and 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 pushing to bring them in. Yeah, we might have a room. That yeah. if you come, you could chill in the room. But are you endorsing them and, and, and trying to bring them in? They're not doing that. And so hopefully coach is the type of coach that uh, will see that that's a need because we're one of the only uh, you know schools that is and, like that. And, Quan, you we Why had, wouldn't you want to bring the guys back? That was my question. Like, that just makes no sense. And, and we had, because we had Marcus a lot of, Banks on. There, there, yeah, and there's been and a lot of controversy said, back in the day with some of the players going going to the Larry Johnson, Stacey Ogwin, Moses Scurry era. But – that was a long time ago. Who cares? They were that's young. Yeah, that's, that's way over yeah, with. Yeah. They put UNLV on the map. They did. Uh, because I knew about UNLV as a kid back in Chicago. Well, not okay. a kid, but I was young. A, young <laughs> a lot younger, yeah. But, <laughs> and I'm born and raised out here, so I was okay. living that. Yeah. That's different, see? Yeah. But we I, saw it from afar. Marcus Banks sat here on the show and said, they haven't reached out to me yet. Wow. You uh, heard it, right? Yeah, I remember. Mar- Marcus Banks said it. Tyrone has said it. Yeah, Tyrone uh, Nesby said Tyrone it. Tyrone Nesby. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, well, Tyrone was supposed to have a meeting the day he was on your guys' show. Yeah, that's right. And, and I don't think he and got somebody it. canceled that was just on the show. So, Goose Thomas is hope, coach, in. Crow, hope, hope Coach Kruger can do that. So, Goose chiming in on Facebook. Salute to Michael Joyner. I did not know this. He's the owner of Five Star Barbershop. We're lining him up by Eric. Is set up at. He's got his little spot in the back there. So. It's a good barbershop, man. Even if Eric's not available and you guys need a haircut, trust me, it's a good barbershop. I know the barbershop's not sponsoring me, but that's where he's at. So you got to give love to the barbershop as well. But, Kev, let's talk about some sports, man. Come on, man. I'm ready. Let's do this. Man. What do you want to talk about first? NBA? Lakers? Let's talk about the Lakers. Let's get the let's Lakers go with out the way. Lakers because we got to get, get the that Lakers out the way. Out the way. Are they in trouble? <laughs> I, I, I think they are and because everybody's talking about LeBron, right? Well, he, LeBron is still that guy. I don't think he's still that guy. He's not. One, if you know me, I've never been a huge LeBron fan. I'm a Laker fan, so I'm a root for him. I got the jersey, all that, of course. But before he came to the Lakers, I wasn't a LeBron fan. I just don't see him being that guy that he was when he was a youngster in Cleveland, holding the whole team, taking him to the finals. Yeah, they got swept when he was with Cleveland, yeah. when he, in San Antonio. And but all he didn't that. have no help at all. But he was that player. At his age, the way his body is, I'm looking at the team that we got, the players that are out there playing, I mean, Dennis Schroeder went 0 for 9, I think. Since the Lakers have been in L.A., 
That is a playoff record in the history of the Lakers. No one has ever gone over in a playoff game. I, I hate that for Schroeder because I, <clears throat> I thought he was. He a needs good more help. Video. I don't. I don't. I don't think he has the help around him. And without AD being there, I mean, Kuzma's not the guy that he's been. Kuzma's gone down a lot since AD came in. You got Montrez Harrell, but yet you're not using him unless he's injured. And I don't know about it. What's going on with this guy? He was a sixth man of the year and a runner-up not too long ago as well. They need more. They need more. And it's funny. They got him in in garbage <clears> time <throat> last night. That's funny. But LeBron, you're 100% right. I'm, and I'm, I'm watching him just just this series alone. And I've noticed when he sits down, he really needs that rest. Yeah. I see oh, yeah. him look over at the coat and shake <clears> his head. Yeah, get me out of here. Uh, uh, so you're right. He's he's much older than – I mean, he's playing bunch. Like Trey, he coming out of the Think Correct. about it. Keep Came playing straight. kids, get runs 100 years straight now. He only going to be, be able to do one year. That's what I'm saying. He's older and he needs that rest. So he ain't going to be able to play as much. Uh, he can't carry a team right now. He's good to have. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll still take him, but he can't carry the team. But you got guys on the Suns, man. Like uh, uh, the kid Payne. I love him. This kid was what? Drafted, left the league. Uh, played in Europe, G League, and then now look at him. And Draining threes when he needs it. Think about this. He was a Chicago Bull. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. You I would know that. <laughs> you would know you, that. You let him go? <laughs> Thank you. But yeah. he, they didn't know he was going to turn into this. but Because they didn't give him a chance. But go ahead. It is what it is, right? He's doing it now. He's proven that he's worth it. He's doing what he's got to do with, with Phoenix, especially with the injuries that they got to Chris Paul now. A lot of people are saying that they could probably the Lakers could win this next game. I don't think Chris Paul is going to matter in this next game. Well, if I'm being honest, everybody else is playing lights out on that team. Well, Chris Paul is on the coach. You win him by 25, he shouldn't have been in the game. Correct. I don't care. Don't That's why he got injured. They need his leadership when they down. So you put him back in if you start losing. Mm -hmm. But when you're up by 25, you you sit the hurt. The player that's hurt, you sit him down. You didn't need him in that game. Why? Why was he even in the game? So that's all on coach. You made a bad decision putting him in. Let him, even if he came to you and said, I want to go in the game. Let, let's do this, Chris. Let's do this. If we we get down to 10, I'll put you back in. <laughs> if it gets to 10, exactly, we'll put you back in. Yeah. They should have waited. They, they, they was up by 38 at one point, I think. It was a, it was. It was horrible. It was horrible to watch. Yeah, I, yeah. I ended up flipping over to the freaking uh, the Denver Nuggets and the great game. Great game, game dollar man. You can't you can't beat it. Yeah, just as advertised. But when it comes to the Lakers, I I know it's it, no one's gonna agree with this, but again, it's my opinion. At this point, just shut it down. I'm I'm not saying don't start people tomorrow and and, and don't try to win that game, but if AD is really hurt and now we're waiting on the doctors to make the final decisions to see if it's okay for him to play and he's got a groin injury, I think he's gonna play. I think he's going to play too, but is it the right call? First like, is it really worth it? Is, is are, are are they both going to be this healthy throughout the whole playoffs is what I'm saying. The problem is, I think he's going to play, but I think he's going to hurt something else tomorrow. Like, maybe his baby finger. He gets hurt every game. Look look at how many times <laughs> AD guy, is on man. the floor. Big guys get hurt? Check him out. Look how, every time. Because he stay on the floor. Yeah. Think about it. Watch. Tomorrow. I don't know if you're going to watch the game, but watch the game. Oh, yeah, watch. And then count. And then I'm going to count, and then we'll protect you. How many times AD was on the floor? Uh, if he played, if he played, it's going to be a tough game tomorrow. I, I don't think the Lakers pull it off. If I'm being honest, I think it's over with. I think oh, Phoenix true. moves on. I mean, Phoenix has proven that they're that team. They weren't undefeated in the bubble for no reason. You know what I mean? They didn't have the second best record in the NBA for no or the West, excuse me, for no reason. I think they're going to make some noise. I don't know if they're going to win the championship. Nah, you know what I mean? They, they got to have better a teams. healthy Chris Paul. Paul oh, yeah, hundred percent. They got to have a healthy Chris Paul because so that's not going to do it all. No. But he's good, too. He's uh -huh. good. He, he's, <laughs> he's fun to watch. Yeah, he is. He's fun to watch, um, man. Now, back to LeBron now. A lot of people won't bet against LeBron. So think I'm about betting that. against him. Think about it. They won't, cause, uh, I, I bet it against him. A lot of times he killed me. <laughs> you know? uh, don't don't bet on him on, on an elimination game. I get you. <laughs> yeah. Probably go seven. Who knows? Yeah. I'm not going to call that. I'm not going to go that crazy. But anything's possible, right? We've seen more crazier things in the playoffs. But – what are you enjoying about the playoffs more than anything? Aside from the Lakers series, from from the series that I'm, you watch and the games I'm, that you I'm watch. I'm telling you, it's exciting. I'm telling you. The, kid, the kids that we didn't see all year mm -hmm. that's now on TV every single night. Correct. Even, and I know the Knicks got kicked out tonight. I know they, they It was grew. nice to see them back. They were back. And and those kids are playing, even the ones that was traded from the Lakers. Yeah. Um, Derek, Derek Rose. Rose balling again. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that was probably the, the greatest story when it came to the playoff picture, even though they didn't win anything. The, the, Derek Rose's play was great. 
You know, he wasn't phenomenal. He couldn't do obviously enough to carry because that team. Because everybody thought he was through, and he's really a heck of a player right now. He's healthy and, and playing healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and not only that, he's under a coach that he's played with before. He's played under Tibbs. Coach Thibodeau. Yeah, you know, Tibbs is creating a culture there. He doesn't have that superstar yet, but I, I, who said it? Max Kellerman said it. I heard him say it this morning. He said that the difference between the the Knicks and the Hawks is that the Hawks are a really good team. They mm -hmm. have great players and they have a superstar. As where the Knicks are just an example of a team that played really well throughout the regular season and got their seat. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, they yeah, don't have awesome. that superstar. No, they don't. They don't have those players. They just play well together. It was great coaching this season. And, and again, seeing not only the players but the fans. Seeing Spike Lee back in the stands when he went on the road to Atlanta when he was taking pictures with Knicks fans. I mean, that's NBA basketball to me. That's what yeah. I grew up as a kid watching. Is even though I wasn't a Knicks fan, the Knicks were the NBA. Not the team, but they were what you thought of. You, and, you and thought the about bubble, the, the bubble was horrible. I, I didn't like the fans in the bubble. I didn't like the TV and the people on TV. You didn't like the bubble last year? No. That was kind of weird. Yeah, it was really weird. So you're right. The fans in the stands, even the noise, the real noise, because the last in the bubble, they had like piped in noise. and yeah. sound like people was there. But it was all fake, yeah. artificial. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like you said, What's good about basketball this year? I just was loving the whole playoff system, man. Um, I know they're playing really a, a lot of games back to back because because ten games short shorter, season. ten games, yeah, yeah ten yeah. games. Left. So I think we could go ahead and and chalk this one up after this year. The Lakers are through; they're gonna have to blow up. What do you think I'm gonna do with the team? I don't think they gotta blow up the team. You gotta move a couple pieces, but I mean, you basically decided to take on Schroeder when you got rid of Rondo. We know what Rondo is during the regular season, and we know what he isn't. But we know what he is in the oh, playoffs. playoffs yeah. Play, they don't call him playoff Rondo for no reason. And it's showing now. I'm not saying that he would make a huge difference, but he would be probably making a bigger difference on this team right now than Dennis Schroeder, in my opinion. And here comes Quan. <laughs> Definitely. They need to get healthy. They were hurt all year. They, they had 71 games in between winning a championship and having to start a season. You knew a it was a Mickey Mouse championship. Well, I whatever, say whatever that, it was, everybody had to go through the bubble exactly. the same way. Uh, and and so they had 71 games to do that, and then uh, play a game being being preseason. So their year has been going since they won the championship. They're tired, they're hurt. You could tell. Yeah. Uh, so having a full summer off, LeBron and them, if they go out in the first round, they're not going to be upset. I agree. LeBron's going to be cool. I got more time now to rest up for next season. This season, still, there wasn't fans in the arenas most most of the season. Next year is going to be a regular year for the first time in two years. So it's going to be a lot different. True. Obviously, they do have to make some adjustments with some of their bench players, but they'll be all right. I agree with you, but first of all, it is a Mickey Mouse. Uh, it was a Mickey Mouse championship because they played in Orlando, Orlando. where Mickey Mouse is, okay? <laughs> um, but but AD is what he is. He gets hurt every year, even when he was on, a, on, on New Orleans. He was hurt. In regular season, just riding the bench with clothes on. Charles Barkley called them uh, uh, street clothes. That's yeah, what he Charles is. Barkley named them street, street clothes. clothes. <laughs> I did so, about that. So let's think about that. You got an old LeBron. You got an AD who's hurt all the time. Yeah. Right? And then just supporting cast. Drummonds, I've seen people on Facebook last night talking about they should cut Drummonds tonight. No, he, he's got <laughs> to do better. I'm not saying cut the guy, but I, I agree with Quan. I don't think it's going to matter if they win or lose this series or move on or not. It's not going to hurt them. They won the championship last year. And the reason I disagree with you when it comes to it's an asterisk or, or, or Mickey Mouse or whatever, after watching 144, the documentary film for the WNBA, and seeing what they had to go through, which is basically almost the same thing that the men went through, living in a hotel, going back on a bus, not being with your family, this, that, that's tough. Not only that, tough physically, tough mentally, tough emotionally. So that's why I think that a lot of people are saying, well, you were in a bubble. It, it, it's not the same. You know, you didn't have fans, this and that. I think it was tougher. That's just my opinion. I, you know I, what I mean? I, I just think, think it was tougher, tougher though. I, Jose, well, I think you're wrong. What I think is tougher is the traveling in basketball. Okay, I agree with From that. From city to city. I agree with that. So I think that's tougher. But the expectation for all of the arrogant Laker fans was we were champions last year and we're going to repeat this year. But it don't look like it's gonna happen. Oh, it's not gonna happen. I'm yeah. a Laker fan. Yeah. I'm that's telling you. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. that that repeat, they stuck on it, and you still probably get people. Oh no, we are gonna win the championship. You're not gonna win the championship, even if you get past uh, uh, this series. We're not healthy enough to win the championship. Gonna, right. It's gonna point. be so hard to win the next. One. 
It's like Chris, well, it's like hoping for Chris Paul's knees and ankles to hold up. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> but once again, you are tuning to Straight Bet Sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Again, if you guys are watching us, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we share it on all platforms on my page. Check out the Straight Bet Sports page. We're trying to grow. We're gonna be posting a lot more content on there as well. Check us out on Facebook. Not only that, Kev, let them know where they can find you, man, because I know you got oh, stuff going on as oh, yeah, well. Yeah, you can find me on No Plays Off Sports Talk right here on Gorilla Cross, and I'm also on uh, Rise Radio, the global station, uh, every Thursday at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time inside the locker room. Now I'm looking at a young man by the name of Goose. He's saying seven, Lakers and seven. Lakers and seven? Showtime. And my, my cousin is saying the same thing, Lakers <laughs> and seven. I don't know what you guys are drinking tonight, but step away from it. Right, right, right. right. Oh, save us. Oh, up, I think so it's those cigars that Goose be smoking. I think they're giving them a head rush. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's why it's a seven-game series. Everyone's tripping out. <clears throat> Last week at this time, when they Laker, lost the Laker, first Lakers were up 2-1, and everyone's like, oh, Lakers look fine. They're going to be fine. It's a seven-game series for a reason. But, so, but, so there's no reason to panic. Last night was a horrible <laughs> game. They're not going to play a game like that again at home. So it's going it's going to seven games. Okay. Even if the NBA d- determines it will go seven games, it'll go seven games. I, I, I might you know, you know. I'm a Laker fan. Well, I might be you know. right about that because I mean, just think about it. If the Lakers out, ratings New York's drop. out, the ratings gonna drop. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. That's where Rob comes in because you there know he's a conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh man. So let's stick to basketball real quick. Hoops. Danny Ainge stepping down, retiring, setting it up. Brad Stevens taking over as his spot, but yet they're still going to allow Danny Ainge to help with the head coaching search, right? So basically... They already know who they want, is what they're saying. Basically. So you're out, but you're going to pick the guy, and you're going to tell the other guy to take over what you were doing. So he's going to be in Brad Stevens' ear all the time, no matter what. Now, people are saying that Brad Stevens got handed this. I agree. People are saying he doesn't deserve it. I kind of disagree. I believe he went to, what, three... Three conference championships or something like that in his first three years or something like that. The first four years or whatever it was. So he can coach. Has he won anything in the NBA level? Of course not. We know that. He hasn't won a championship. I mean, I I think it was quick, man. And and I know you guys were talking about it. You know, it's about my privilege and this and that. And I'm I'm not going to jump into that and, and throw that card out there and say that it's privilege. Because obviously that's something that happened behind closed doors. I'm not Danny Ainge. I'm not Brad Stevens. I'm not the Boston Celtics organization. But it just seems fishy, doesn't it? Yeah. Right? It, it, it looks 100%. And not only that, like you say, if they got the guy and this guy gets hired within the next couple of days, it's going to seem even more fishier. Right. <laughs> so, like, you're not giving anybody else the opportunity to exactly. try to get this that's, job. That's, that's why interview. I go with the privilege because I don't see, like, they didn't do a recruiting, like, Nothing. I'm going to go ahead and do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. Just overnight, they decide right after the last game they played for the season – you're going to be the new general manager. I'm out. You get to pick the coach. But I got to tell you who to pick. Yeah. <laughs> you still you still got the power. Yeah. But do you think that happened overnight? That didn't no, happen no. overnight. Because no, they talked no, about they've been talking about that they, they, they knew Brooklyn was, gonna, was most likely going to beat okay, them, especially yeah. with Jalen Brown being out three weeks ago. Uh, so they knew that was going to happen, and, and they've had those talks. So that, you know, it's not like they woke up, you know, this morning and said, you know what we need to do? Is all these moves all in one? It, it's um, it was planned. They, they've known this. I agree. 100%. You know, they've known this. They even if they would have went to the conference finals, this might have been the plan. You know, so yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't overnight, but it looked like they made it look like it was overnight. My I'm co- out. You in? My cousin because, says they want Jason Kidd. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, uh, I don't know about that. Right? No, I don't, know about, nah, I don't know about the coaching. Um, but Jason Kidd might be the next Laker coach if uh, they lose in this first round. <laughs> yeah, but. But the talk was Brad Stevens should have maybe been let go if they bowed out in the first round. That that was the talk on the sports talk that that maybe. So to cover that, we'll promote you. And we'll bring so we're in. firing you, but we're going to promote you yeah. at the same time. And I'm going to groom yeah. you, which I've probably already been doing. And from we already knew yes. that. From the, who knows if this was even from the beginning of the season. Like, hey, if you get bounced out and don't win a title this year, this is the next step. Just be ready for it. it it's possible. We don't know what happens behind closed doors, Kez. We 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 don't know what happened. We don't know what those conversations are like. And it, it, and Quan kind of brought that up a little bit. This was probably already pre-planned. How far back was it pre-planned, though? Is the actual question. You know what I mean? That that that's that 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 begs I, to differ. I, the it question. had to at least go back before <clears throat> the end of the season was over, because they knew that. So you think this was already happening be. during the season? Well, they knew they weren't going to beat Brooklyn. No, I'm talking about way before the playoffs. Do you think this was already being talked about? 
Mm, or was it talked about, about more towards they got to the playoffs knowing I think the we more, might have to play Brooklyn? I think the more talk that they heard, you might have to get rid of Brad Stevens, although we thought he was this great coach. And and you're right. You're right. He made it to the Champions Finals. You're right. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I just I don't know when they talked about it. I know this. They made it work. Yeah, they made it work the way they wanted to. Fire you and promote you at the same time. That's basically what they did. And you and and, and again, it's a broken record. But Danny Ainge still gets to make the final decision on the coach, basically. But we'll see who they rotate into the system. It's going to be interesting. But Boston's got a good team. Obviously, a couple pieces you can move out of there if you if you believe that they can get a little bit better. A lot of people say they got to get away from Kemba. You know, who knows? Maybe they do. Maybe they got to move on, find somebody else. That that project didn't work after they got rid of Kyrie. But Jalen Brown has showed you a lot. Yeah. That young man has showed you that he can be a leader of a squad. I mean, the way he was scoring and putting up some of these threes in the first couple games, I know they got bounced already, but in these first couple games, I mean, insane. No, I think a lot of a lot of these guys in the whole league are hurt. <clears throat> but see, they rested too. Yeah, LeBron rested a lot. I don't even think. Because LeBron left off the floor. Now think about this. He left off the floor. But I say five minutes and forty five seconds in the game, which I think wasn't a big deal. People are making a big deal. No, it, it was. It, it was because when the night before, when he was winning, and he was on the bench, he was there cheering. He, he didn't leave. So the night after, when you're losing, you walk off and don't say nothing. But what he did is, according to the coach, because he wouldn't answer the question, he was getting treatment for his ankle, for re- so he could be ready for the next game. You gotta have an excuse, right? That was his. <laughs> but if, I mean, and again, I'm not backing up LeBron. I'm, like I said, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. But if you followed his career, him walking out early ain't nothing new. He's done it before. Yeah, he does. This it isn't before. the first time. I don't think he means any disrespect by it to him. It's just like we done. You know, I, I got to get ready for the next I, game. I can't watch this crap. And I, and I don't blame him. If you're the superstar <laughs> of a team and you're LeBron James, you can't. Yeah, I can't watch the third string play. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> now I want to stick to NBA with you because a conversation came up. That's been on social media and it happens all the time. And what I mean by this, it's not just one conversation is that people are always trying to uh, uh, compare other players to other people. Isn't it time, Kev, that we get away from that and basically just start calling who this person is, who they are. And what I mean by that, yeah, people comparing Russell Westbrook to other people. Is Russell Westbrook the next so-and-so? No. Is, is LeBron the next Jordan? Is Kobe this? How about we just label these guys for who they are right. and accept them for their greatness? I agree 100%. I, I hate comparing people. It, it's getting old. I can't compare them. No. Yeah. Like, they, they LeBron's never going to be better than Jordan. And, and then you're me. talking about different eras. You, Completely. You can't, you can't do the same thing that you could do back then. Um, in, my, in my opinion, Jordan will always be the best player that I've ever seen. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's your opinion. And a lot of people like Wilk Chamberlain. Well, I didn't really see Wilk a, Wilk a lot. Okay. So I, my my best player is Jordan. I, I I won't come off of that. But LeBron James, you cannot you cannot question that man. He took the clip. He took the Cavaliers to to finals. I agree. By himself with Coach Brown. Like you can't you can't put that down. He's no Jordan didn't do that. Jordan had to get help. He had to get Scottie Pippen and, you know, Horace Grant and those guys. Correct. And when LeBron's won, he's had help too. Let's be real. Everybody's had help. Kobe had help. LeBron yeah, had but help. Yeah, LeBron started Magic recruiting. Had now, help. That's what I didn't like about him. He started recruiting. Did he, though? And getting, oh, yeah. Did he, though? Yeah. D-Wade and, uh, you know, and going to all these teams. Remember when the Lakers had Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille well, O'Neal. Well, the Lakers are good for but, that. <laughs> but what I'm saying. They're good for getting all that, them good players. I, I agree. I, I think he elevated the super team yeah. more than what it was. But I think the the, 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 the super team mantra was kind of around already for a while because other player, other teams had that that extra guy, or at least those two guys. It wasn't always just one guy that won the championship. Because even, even Jordan said it in the documentary. We're not talking about Jordan without Scotty. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for someone like, like him, which people call the greatest of all time, to say that, that just shows you that it's not it's not a me game. It's not it's not about me. It, it's a team game, and you gotta have good role players all the way around you. I think you always gotta have that one superstar, but you gotta have role players around you as well. And going back to the Lakers, they don't have that right now. When LeBron and AD are not on the floor together, they don't have enough. Yeah, simple and plain. And, and to your point, yeah, stop stop comparing people. I don't I don't I've never heard me say, oh, he looks like he's gonna be the next George. You ain't gonna be the next George. You're gonna be the next, you know. I don't know, Harold Miner. You remember when Harold yeah. Miner came out of college? Yeah. Oh, he's going to be the next Jordan. And I, he think, he, like I think he was the next Jordan 
in his own head, not in mine. <laughs> I, I never. Harold Miner is the next Jordan. Okay. Anyway, no nah, Miami Heat. Oh, these got yeah. He was on Miami. <laughs> he was gonna be the next Jordan. I got his rookie card actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he in the same class as like Eric Montross and all them guys? Yeah, I think yeah, around yeah. the same era, right, around yeah. there. Uh, crazy, but those man. guys, I mean, look at these young kids now. They making basketball exciting again. Yeah. Well, not one of my favorite players in the league. Dang. Dame time, baby. <sighs> Two three-pointers. <laughs> one to send in the overtime, one to send it to double overtime, but the team couldn't back him they up to finish the game. Up, man. He's just doing it all. How bad man. do you feel for Dame? He's such a great player, but yet they but, never get past that hump. But he said, I'm not going to go to a to a big head three team. I, you know, And I'm okay with that. He wants to create his legacy there, and I hope he wins a championship there. That's what but I'm like. sorry, Carmelo's not going to get you that chip. CJ McCollum's not going to get you oh, that chip. Oh, I feel so bad for CJ. I he's, like CJ. He stepped out of bounds last night. I didn't see the ending. Of the, uh, was it oh, second overtime? I so bad, yeah. Yeah, it was. I just felt bad for him because he was trying hard. And he's a good kid. He's, he's a good basketball player. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's, he's helped, he's helped Dame through everything they've been through, definitely. I don't know. He, he had egg on his face. Like, oh, I just messed it up because we probably could have caught up again. So one last thing, sticking to basketball, Kev, real quick before we get going. Coach K's retiring at the end of this upcoming season. I'm okay with it. I've never been a big Coach K fan to begin with, to be honest with you. Good riddance. Um, I'm glad he's gone. I've never been a big Duke fan to begin with. I just, I don't know. I don't know the guy personally. He just always seems arrogant to me. He just seems like I'm that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm the better coach than you are. I get it. The numbers are there. People are going to talk about stats. I believe 900 wins, whatever it is. You know, the NCAA championships. We get that. The Final Four is everything that he's done. But there's been other coaches that have won with less talent. There have been other coaches that have won championships or even had close to the same amount of career that didn't have the type of talent or coach in the type of era that he did. So I don't know. I'm glad he's going. Enjoy your retirement. Gone. Good yeah. riddance. I hope Duke's not good for the next 10 years or 20. Who cares? Forever. You're what are your right. thoughts Until on I'm that? I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I'm on the same. I hope you didn't bring me in because you thought I was going to be against everything you no, said. No, no. Right? I don't want to do Skip Dillon. I mean, <laughs> Skip Bayless. Bayless. <laughs> Skip and Shannon. Yeah, I don't want to do that, man. I agree with you 100%. I really don't want Duke to win another game. <clears throat> I, I want to laugh at them after they lose 20, what they play, 27 games yeah. in the preseason, in, in uh, regular season. I want to laugh. I, I'm with you 100%. I'm so tired. There's three coaches I'm so tired of hearing about. All right. Who? Coach K, he's the number one, okay. right? Uh, his best friend in in New England, the New England Patriots. I'm a Jets fan. I know Bill Belichick. <laughs> his best friend, and then Coach K, Bill Belichick, and who's the other? One? Nah, nah, I'm just skip my head right now. But, but those two are good buddies. I think of them. Yeah. Oh, no, they're good friends. I can't stand both of them. Yeah. All three of them. I can't. I'm just. Dropping in my head who it is. I'm, it'll you know. come to you, man. Yeah. It'll come to you. Right, towards, right, right before we close out, it'll come to you. But we are coming to the end of the show, though, Kev. I greatly appreciate you pinch hitting tonight and jumping in here, man, and jumping in the box and, and helping me out tonight. I know it was last second. Literally, you were outside and I caught you, so I appreciate you, my man. But again, before we get going, let everybody know where they can find you. Oh, yeah. You can find me, uh, um, Kevin Ray, on Facebook, <laughs> right? Uh, every Thursday at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I'm inside the locker room on Rise Radio, the Global Station. Check that out, and that's R-I-Z-E. And I'm with Ball and D on No Plays Off Sports Talk every Wednesday right here at Gorilla Cross at 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. There you go, man. We had a great show tonight. UNLV running Rebel head coach Kevin Kruger joined us. Hopefully we have him again on the show, and we'll have him in studio. He said let's do it, so we're going to hold him to it. We greatly appreciate him and his time. Andy Grossman, UNLV men's basketball athletic um, media relations guy. We greatly appreciate you for getting that done for us and getting coach on the show. Quan, thank you for doing what you do as always. It's best, been a fun baby, ride, man. It's been a fun ride. Made it for a first year. We ain't going nowhere. We staying here. We greatly appreciate our sponsors, Joshua Lafon, for sticking with us and not running away. He said it. I told him, thank you so much for continuing to sponsor us. He said, I love to sponsor and help people that love to do what they do. Okay, I figured it out. What's up? Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, and Coach Suzeski. Goodbye. Co who? Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Nick Saban <laughs> and Coach Suzeski. Goodbye. Nick Saban sold his soul to the devil, man. He did something. Cause he, he, man, I was sitting here busting my he, head, man. <laughs> he definitely ain't doing something right. But I just want to thank all the supporters, man, all of the followers, listeners, everyone that chimes in every week and that has been here with us for this last year. We greatly appreciate you. We'll have Rob G back in the studio next week. We appreciate Kev for joining us. Go get that and, line and, and up too, it. man. Yeah, definitely, man. Go hit up Eric. But again, man, we're here. We ain't going nowhere. We greatly appreciate you. 
Check us out on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, GorillaCross.com, the Gorilla Cross app, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We post everything after the show. So anything that you've missed, you could definitely find there. Check out our Straight Bet Sports Facebook page where we're going to be posting everything as well. And last thing, we are looking for a new social media intern. Zach had to basically take Move off. Yeah. He had some things, you know, they had to take care of with family. So we greatly appreciate what he did for the show. But if you're looking to do something like that, or you know someone, hit us up, straightbetsports at outlook.com. But for my final thought of the night, I posted something here. And uh, it was liked on Twitter by the Let the Ball Bounce crew. So I appreciate that. And I thought I'd basically re-say it. It's a quote. It's not mine. But it's a great quote. I've been going through a lot of stuff myself personally, um, you know, at home, emotionally, mentally, just in general in life. And, and things have been tough. But I, I saw this quote and I posted it and I'm going to go ahead and quote it here now. We spend our time. We spend our time trying to see things when perspective is one thing we lack and we never appreciate what we've got until we can't get it back. Ooh. till then. Till next week. Man, I want to come over there and bite you, man. <laughs> I am Jose V for Quan 59 Kev Ray. This has been another episode of Straight Bet Sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Peace. Peace. <laughs>